Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is protection, 24/7, from Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 to 35. Good morning, church. How's everyone doing? Very hot, right? Very warm. It feel like 40, uh, and uh, it just a uh, lot of a few people got you know kind of a heat stroke or something, you know, fever and or so on, and just stay hydrated and uh, and uh, enjoy the invention of the 21st century that is aircon. <laughs> uh, if you are here with us for the first time, we'd like to welcome you later. But we continue with our um, series of this uh, year that we will be covering the first five of a book of Acts and uh, 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 Proverbs chapter six onward to chapter nine uh, by the end of this year. So if um, you have missed some of the The lesson is always available on the live stream, uh, you know, which is you receive the email, and also uh, in uh, in our Discord channel. And so, if you have the Bible with you, uh, you can turn to Proverbs chapter six. We continue with verse twenty. Last week we ended at verse nineteen. How many of us remember what we have learned last week? Just raise your hand. Only a few, yeah, and the rest is uh, is called spiritual dementia. <laughs> we can't remember what we ate, you know, even two days ago, let alone the messes a week ago. <laughs> um, but I want you to. Um, <coughs> um, I hope that you have some time to reflect um, on God's word. That whether your day daily Bible reading. Or the weekly uh, messes, but we talk about the uh, six things that the Lord hates and the seven things that the Lord, you know, consider an abomination to Him. And the core, at the core of all the six things, this uh, this thing that the Lord hates is the heart, the wicked heart, that crafts the heart that always creative in its uh, in its wickedness. And um, <clears throat> so we have to deal with the heart before really deal with, you know, whether the lying tongue, the mouth that spread out false testimony, uh, the eyes, the haughty arrogance, or it is the um, the the um, you know the uh, the feet that try to run to evil mean you know haste, or you know the hand that 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 sh- uh, you know shed innocent blood. And uh, in Jeremiah chapter 19, uh, verse 7, uh, sorry, just 20, uh, 17, Jeremiah 17, uh, verse 9, um, that talk about the heart. This is, you know, should be familiar with you. The heart is deceitful above all things. Popular culture will encourage you, you and me follow your heart, and and then it's become a motto to like how you gonna decide, make decision. Yeah, just follow your heart. I mean, because the popular culture 
11, the heart like, yeah, beautiful. You know, it's just love. How are you going to decide about between, you know, relationship? Yeah, just follow your heart. And then when they get divorced, they also follow your heart. And when they're about to kill someone, they also follow their heart. You know, most of serial killers, according to the documentary they interview, why you enjoy killing so much of, you know, the sick victim, the eight victim, the nine victim, they follow their heart. You understand what I'm saying? The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately sick. Who can understand it? Which means that no one can understand it except God. This is why even ourselves, sometimes we do not fully understand the wickedness of our heart. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need to be shepherded, regenerated by the Word of God. The, the refreshing and the, the washing of God's Word through our heart. And, and Romans talk about the circumcision of heart. We need to remove the foreskin of our heart, the things that cover it up, the things that really our heart be like stone and not be Christ-like. And, and, and that's why to, 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 to understand the things that the Lord had, we need to understand the core of our being is it the heart. Throughout all culture and ages, even though we know, he, biologically, we know that the brain kind of do the thinking. But in all kinds of culture, through Bible, and to, it's the, the heart, even though it's just, you know, just pump the, you know, the blood. It looks like it cannot think. But the Bible, and, and throughout all culture, because even though the brain is thinking, but there's something, there's something that the heart, whether it's give instruction to the brain to think this way, or sometimes the brain kind of shape the heart. And this is why it's kind of um, a link and intertwine. That's why we say that be transformed. Do not conform to the pattern of this world in Romans 12, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because the mind needs to be renewed by God's Word so that the mind can give instruction to how the heart might feel. So all of our feelings need to be processed, to be filtered, through the lens of the gospel, to the lens of God's word. And that's what wisdom lies. So the fear, the beginning of the wisdom is the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. When you and I fear the Lord, it sparks, it beginning the journey of the wise path and not the foolish one. And so here, it's continued that like the father give instruction to the son, God's children. So when you read the book of, of Proverbs, it's just not like some, you know, very distant, you know, a, a very dry instruction, do this, don't do this, you do this, you die. And so it's, it's all about relationship. It's relational. That's why every time that in the book of Proverbs, say, my son, that include daughters, my children, my son, my daughter, I love you. This is my instruction. Listen carefully. It's relationship. And also here, the context, given that godly parents who knows the Lord, who have relationship with God, are supposed or responsible to instruct the children God's word. Not their own ideas, but God's words. So here, let me read for us Proverbs 20 onward, uh, verse 20 onward, chapter 6. 
my son. So when you hear my son, does include daughters, okay? My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Buy them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will talk with you. Verse 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light and the reproof of discipline are the way of life. Verse 24, to preserve you from the evil woman. Uh, as we read uh, the book of Proverbs, it always is the metaphor. It's a too big metaphor between the lady wisdom and the lady of, of, of uh, seduction, the ladies of, of foolishness. So all the foolishness that lumps some in ladies of seduction, lady of foolishness, evil woman, and the other lady is a lady of wisdom. Wi wisdom is being personified as a female figure. Uh, for whatever reason, we don't know, but it's just the form, the, the word is in, in a feminine root. So the lady wisdom kind of contrasting with you know, the lady f uh, of foolishness because the, 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 the main God's instruction to men because the failure at the Garden of Eden is men. Where are you, Adam? God never asked, where are you, woman, Eve? Because he knows the, the, the instruction is to men, men supposed to teach his wife and guard her, protect her, but Adam did not. And so men fail, the whole uh, creation, uh, you know, fall, fallen, has been fallen, and the fallen of all society is the failure of men, men leadership, godly men, that leads to create a lot of chaos. So the address is that too, because men, you need to pay attention between the lady wisdom and the ladies, uh, evil ladies and the lady of foolishness. So, and the same instruction for the son, right? And this is laid out that laid a heavy uh, responsibility on men. And to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Uh, I assume all of us here are above uh, 18, right? Because this pastor is going to be PG-18, okay? Uh, <laughs> and and so, for, uh, so do not desire her beauty in your heart. Do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. Uh, throughout the uh, ancient and modern, I think the ladies' uh, tendency has to make their eye bigger. Uh, I mean, to get attraction, beauty. Uh, at, uh, during that time, they don't have cosmetic. They will use uh, some of the burn uh, to make, you know, the eyelashes is a bit, you know, darker. Uh, use some other natural materials uh, to make it really look attractive throughout ancient, uh, to the modern time. Today, we have, uh, you know, the modern cosmetic. But it's, 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 uh, it's just the nature somehow God created after the fall. Uh, women supposed to attract men. And man, with un, uh, unrestrained godliness, it will always, is like a baby, will attract to all kinds of women without restraint. So this is the passage addressed to men. Even though the woman is, uh, in the Bible, said the woman was deceived, but men deliberately sin. So very clear that the responsibility is on men. But the woman also not because of, you know, carry out no responsibility. The instruction is yet for men, but it's also that for the ladies and women as well. So, and say, 
do not desire. Talking about a sons and father-son relationship, okay? Do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread. Uh, here is, uh, it can be both. The, 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 uh, the scholar tried, to, uh, uh, very difficult to translate this phrase because it's kind of have a lot of ambiguity and a lot of uh, nuances. So it can be, can be understand like this. The prostitute worked for money, obviously, so represent the loaf of bread, whatever the price that she requested. The men generally all society, right, that will, you know, seek prostitution because pay for sex. Because the, 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 the prostitute will have a desire to earn food, bring food to the table. That's why, you know, also that need to work in this industry. And then the man is like, has the money. So to pay that for sex, so the, 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 the prostitute that is, has the nutritional desire, meaning have for food, just, you know, buy food. The men have the sexual hunger, so that is pay for sex. So both parties are guilty, but the men has unrestrained desire because God creates sex for holiness, not just for just however that men like to use or lady like to use. And so, so the men, when the men use a prostitute, his value becomes like a loaf of bread. Meaning, if he, even he a billionaire, he will buy prostitution even a million dollars a night. That is just simply a loaf of bread that his value, his image of God is sink down to the very minimal value, a loaf of bread. Because some men think, yeah, I have money, I do whatever I want. No, because you, that, that dehumanize, you bring the image of Christ, the image of God to just like a loaf of bread. The one who sold it, the same. It's just for money, a loaf of bread. Are you still with me? Is it, is it difficult to understand? So the buyer and the seller a value, they, they, their value become just like a loaf of bread. It's as that cheap. doesn't matter how many zero, you know, after the first digit. can be a million dollars, can be anything. But it's just like value. It, it's, va you know, it's valueless. It's just like very cheap. And that's how sometimes men, wicked men around the world, that view. They come to Southeast Asia because they say sex is cheap. So all human trafficking, the supplier would be either Southeast Asia or Asia to, to supply to the West, the buyer. All human trafficking. So it's linked human trafficking, um, uh, prostitution, drug, uh, loan shark. Um, gang, mafia, it's all kind of lump. So if you can trace the lie of prostitution, there's always money involved, always drug involved. So the Interpol will usually track down those three things. Prostitution, uh, money laundering, uh, gang, all of that because it always involves 
a loaf of bread. And sex can be void. Where it is in, in God is only can be offered to God as the most sacred and beautiful in marriage. The world that we are living in is upside down. Because of first the idolatry. That idolatry can be like in the name of money, a loaf of bread. In the name of sexual desire, the failures of men. Men want his desire unrestrained, un, you know, live their life the way they want. And therefore, they will buy sex. Then the supplier has to have human trafficking, have to go to the rural country size to offer the mom and the parents a couple thousand dollars to sell their younger daughters even before 18 under age and traffic them to a certain place, chain identity, and then put relabel, repackage, and then ship them to a destination that where can be exploited as sex slave. This is the reality that we are living in. If you don't read the news and you think that our world is a beautiful world, it's beautiful by God's design, but it's wicked, contaminated, and it's ugly. That's why we need the word of God. As we speak right now, every, every in this country in Southeast Asia, there will be human trafficking across the border. Whether up north between Vietnam and China, or is Cambodia, Laos, trafficking. And that will transport maybe somewhere to China or Thailand, then will be over to the West every single day. The buyer and the seller, their value are just like a loaf of bread. The consumer, the supplier. So the book of Proverbs dealing with one thing, prostitution. Why the God will always have to talk about a lot about sex because that's why sometimes people don't pay attention to it. You think, oh yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's not a it's not a problem. I love God, I love Jesus. You know, uh, you know, sex to do, God will forgive me. No, because sex, sure, immorality is basically has its root in idolatry, which means that today people no longer need to worship a, a piece of clay. But the idol, idol factory manufactures in our heart. The heart produces idolatry every split of a second. In our thoughts, in our thinking pattern. People can sacrifice marriage for a loaf of bread. Sac sacrifice their children for the loaf of bread. Selling their children. Some of you maybe. So can you give me an example? For example, husband and wife, just for the sake of work, that's that you know, oh uh, you work in this city, I work in another city. Yeah, just just to bring food to the table. And the children we, they don't raise and they just give to whether uh, grandma, grandpa or whoever that is, and so that they can they can work and enjoy their life and they don't want to to mess up with the children because time consuming and a lot of hard work. I, you know, I, I have children, but I, I think I, I don't need time to take care. I, out, out, uh, I outsource it. So somebody take care, I, I pay. They grow up 
have the parent, but there's no real tangible relationship. There's a lot of, of children in generation that have no have relationship with the parent. Children growing up learn the same way from the parent, that they don't value relationship. They will value the loaf of bread. They will go sacrifice their life for the loaf of bread. They can work hard to earn more, to enjoy more, to pay more, to have more, more. So you have to earn more to pay more, to have more craving, the desire, whether for food or for sex, boils down to the loaf of bread. It's a metaphor that will struck the core of our human being. Everything, the book actually says, everything that the man toys because he's envy. Envy, the neighbor has two loaves of bread, so he worked for three loaves of bread. Then the, the neighbor brings four loaves of bread, then they will work for five loaves of bread. And it's called competition, it's called, uh, you know, uh, growth advancement, whether economical advancement or, you know, career advancement. If they have a basket of, of bread, you will work for two baskets of bread. So that's why the toy of mankind, because of his appetite, his envy, desire for food or desire for sex. Are you still with me? But here I move on from prostitution to adultery, meaning that this is specifically talk about the unfaithful wife and then the, the men who commit adultery. And so we move from prostitution. It's almost alike but different. Prostitute will sell, will, will sell sex for money. Adultery, it doesn't need, sometimes need to be money involved. <laughs> it's just that a guy, a man in this case, be you know attracted, be captivated, be captured by her beauty, eyelashes, the ornaments around her, the V curves, the all of the things that the world promoted, how to be hot, how to be sexy, and sexy become a new trend. You'd have to be sexy. You need to be have appeal so that you attract more men. More men for what? Not for marriage though for sexual desire, for one night stand, or two months stand, I don't know, or one year contract. The wickedness of our mankind actually can boil down to one thing, idolatry and sexual immorality. The injustice that we see in this world is it has always traced back to idolatry and immorality. So do not tackle injustice unless we need to deal with idolatry. So do not go out for, you know, social injustice and this one and environment. All tackle the idolatry, the sexual immorality, the nature of mankind. And she said here, can a man, uh, for the price of his only low bread, but a married woman, distinguishing a, a married woman hunts down a precious life. So this is the picture of a guy ran off from his wife or have an affair, sexual adultery with another man's wife. Okay? And this woman, his wife, or the other, uh, the, the other husband later on said, will hunt down you and try to kill you. 
It's just the jealousy inside of a love relationship is so strong throughout ages. Even you pay with money cannot be attained. This is why prostitution is pay, is settled. But for jealousy of adultery, it's out of control. And so as the book of Proverbs laid out for us, can a man carry a fire next to his chest? Say you have a charcoal, you, you, in the past they, you, they, they put in a pan, right? Because, you know, you can't handle the fire. But the question is just like just to extreme to say, can you put a fire right here in your chest and enjoy it? His clothes will not, not be burned. His clothes will not be burned. It's a question. It's like, like the f- answer we know, absolutely it's not. No one can carry the fire right in the chest. He will be, get burned. Can, can one walk on a hot coal? You know, even though there's some trick that people, you know, walk on the hot coal with bare feet. You know, some of magicians try to do that. But the idea is here, like, if you will get burned, you get injured either way. If you walk on the hot coal, you will get injured. If you got into a wrong relationship, sooner or later, it will get you into trouble. And so, the, the book of Proverbs continues to lay it out. It, so, is she, so is she, is he goes to, into his neighbor wife, no, uh, none who touch her will go unpunished. So, the Bible lay out here two angles. The unfaithful wife, the neighbor wife, unrestrained in her sexual desire perhaps, married already, but still want to be sexy, and appeal with her adorned beauty, and still to attract men. Some, some really, some ladies got sad because I'm getting old, nobody interested in me. You're married. Yeah, but I still want like men to attract me and then give me compliments. Otherwise, I feel down. Seriously. A lot of ladies, even married, they feel down because their husband sometimes forgot to praise her. Well, oh, honey, you're so beautiful. You look so skinny today, but even though the rest is not like that. You're so skinny today. You love so much. And the magazine will tell you if, if, you, if the guy come home and really the husband wants to come sex, you have to say this thing. And then A, B, C, D, listen out. You have a, need a set of a candlelight, a hot date and you make really, you know, beautiful and then she will, she will offer you, even husband and wife. And, and then sometimes a wife use that as a, as a, as a, as a, as control, as a control. Oh, you want that? I, I give you that, but you give me another one. Give me some more money for shopping. This is a very toxic marriage if you don't understand what is the word of God. Because people will play around of give and take. You want that? I give you, you take that. Something. It's always like that without God. Are you still with me? Can I tell you this? If you married ladies, whatever the reason behind your photo, you have, you know, your photo, hang out with a younger guy, hey, it's just my buddy. It's no, it's not good. It's not good. Nobody knows the context. If you post on social media, nobody knows the context. Even pastor don't know. Oh, yeah, he's just my colleague when I owe here. Maybe I just need her and show, you know, intimacy. Why don't you show that to your husband? Or you just come home with complaint? Or you just come home and say, oh, I have this, I have that, you know. But why are you so nice? Oh, yeah, he's my customer. doesn't matter. Or, or you want to do a sale, a side contract by seduction? 
not by temptation or by playing with love, playing with your beauty. It's not right. It doesn't matter how close you are to even your buddy. You say, yeah, he's my buddy, but you know, yeah, my, uh, my husband understands. Yeah, he understands on the surface, but his heart is boiling. Jealousy, envy. That's why the same God is jealous God, envious God, because we see us worship another idol. He's just angry. He will burn down. I mean, that's Israel. He will punish them. You will worship other gods, and I will send you to Babylon. That's more idol than, than even in Israel. Okay, there you go. You will wake up. So, the Bible, you don't need to be, you know, wearing clothes up to just two eyes and cover everything. But, Mary, woman, let me have a very strong advice from the Word of God. If you're still thinking that you're married, you need to appear attractive and sexy before other men. It is something wrong. It is wicked in the heart. We don't say that you have to become, you know, so ugly. You dread nicely. Even today, you do eyes, lashes. It's for your husband. And that will be okay. You just want for the man that you commit to call husband. Do not do for even a younger guy or older guy or a good friend. It doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I, I have my uh, night out with my, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my high school uh, friend. Uh, my husband, no. Even the husband, no, I, I will correct it. I say, no, no, it's not good. Because you just put the fire in the chest. You play the fire on your laps and charcoal, even though there's no fire yet, but it will burn in due time. Now you're still with me. So for single ladies, it is similar, except that you're not yet have a husband, but you, your, your husband is Jesus, is God, spiritually speaking, which means that you need to keep your purity. You need the purity of thoughts. You need the purity of the heart, words. No flooding, please. The world will teach you how to flood a guy seduce the guy with whether cosmetic, whether perfume, whether other things that really seduce the man to attract. But the Bible will teach you to be godly woman. And that will be the only thing that will be attractive to those who are godly guys. If you use other means, you will attract the wrong crowd. Retract the wrong crowd. So young ladies, godliness, Purity, holiness, you will attract godly men. Now you stay with me. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when hungry. Is this very interesting here? Like somebody hungry because, uh, and then poor, you go steal a loaf of bread, hungry. It happened throughout history, whether it's in the literature of the 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 miserable the the play or even today newspaper somebody you know hungry still low bread people still get punished for that you know you've been in jail in the old testament you pay seven times back when you have money 
um, people will settle with the robbery or a thief, but won't settle for the case of adultery. Why? The Bible lays out here. But if, if he has got caught, he will pay sevenfold, so seven times. It's a, a thief, steal just, just a loaf of bread, just for food. He will give all the goods of his house, so he needs to pay back. And then, but he who commits adultery lacks sense, lack of understanding, foolish, no sense at all, not even common sense. And so, who he does, he, he who does it destroy himself. Those who commit adultery destroy himself. Not just destroy himself, destroy family. Not just destroy family, children, wife, loved one, the in-law, your own parents, the neighborhood, the community, online, offline, far, friend, distant. Because the man who commit adultery lack no sense because he never thought outside of himself. He just said that I want to do this, it's just me. If I got caught, it's just me. No. Including the, the woman that you commit adultery with, including your wife, including your children, including many things, your, your in-law, your father-in-law, your friend, your high school friend, your university friend, all the circle of life that will be involved. And the Bible continues. He will get wounds and dishonor. And his disgrace will not be wiped out. For jealousy make a man furious, and he will not spare when he take revenge. This is talk about the other husband that try to revenge the man to commit a rape, because there will be revenge. I don't know if you are on local news or international news. You read it recently. A lot of local news in Vietnam. You know, um, the guy find out his wife that you know adultery. Uh, came, killed the guy, killed the wife, killed the children, killed himself. I mean, it's it, it more and more happened daily. Um, same, the wife, no, the husband got out, uh, you know, with another girl, come and, you know, try to kill the girl, kill the husband, kill the children, jump off the bridge, die. So not one. Once one man's sin, one person's sin, doesn't mean that just contain it. It will spread. Especially with sexual adultery. It's going to be out of control. Thief and robbery can settle by money. Because you buy a loaf of bread, you cannot buy a loaf of bread, you steal it, you pay seven times. Let's say a loaf of bread is 10000 you pay back 70000 It's affordable. It's workable. But not with sex. The word of the wisdom of God give us the emphasis that this is that almost difficult to pay back. The dishonor, the disgrace, the pain, the wound from one family to another family to generation. He will not accept verse 35. The guy who know that his wife got an unfaithful, uh, unfaithful wife, then he will not accept no compensation. That's why even the guy said, look, look, you know, I'm sorry, I have, uh, you know, a sexual adultery with your, your wife. Can I pay you, uh, you know, a million dollars? He won't accept it. Some cases in reality, he accepted. But, but here's the thing. If the guy accepted that, he almost like a prothel. He will sell his wife like prostitution because he accepts the money, you see. So it's the, the two metaphors is linked. So if they say, okay, hold on, your family is poor, uh, uh, you know, I have uh, you know, a, a wrong, a wrong, a wrong uh, relationship with your wife, I will pay you, let's say, a million dollars. Can we settle here? 
And even the guy says, Seto, he will, you know, harvest a pain and a dishonor and disgrace because he sold his wife for $1 million. Are you still with me? But he won't accept it, so that's there will be a punishment, which means can be dead. So retaliation again. Sin intensify. Sin multiply. This is why the wages of sin is what? Is death. That's why Christ needs to die. You think that Christ just come to, uh, uh, to the city of Jerusalem? Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he, wiped, you know, he, he, he wept, he cried. It's just because like, yeah, poor city, you know, they don't have uh, electricity. They don't have, you know, a lot of shopping mall. <laughs> or I just poor, maybe have a nicer. No, he cried because the sin of the people is unpayable sin. Because right in Jerusalem, the Sodom, Gomorrah, even our modern city, if Jesus is going to walk over Ho Chi Minh City, he looked over the city of Bentan Market, he wept because of the sin in the city. Not because it's beautiful in the shopping mall, on its decoration, on the economy, on the growth rate, on employment rate, all of that. He cried because of the sin of the people. That's why he died. Willingly die while we were still sinner. Can I just summarize for us a few points? Number one, you and I need to learn to keep God's word proactively, not passively. You only hear God's word on Sunday and you think it's enough, not enough. You need to read God's word daily. You need to reflect on it daily. Not just it embedded in your lifestyle, tie around your neck. So it's kind of a physical appearance, you know, buy in your heart. Make it visible somewhere. Uh, this is though not my advice. Some people tattoo for a nonsense icon. And not, some people say, oh yeah, I want to remember God's word tattoo. Uh, not my advice though. But, you know, you, you, you ink somewhere, put it in a frame, put it in your phone, put it everywhere that, that, that you, will, you, will, you will remember. The idea is to remember, to keep God's Word. Do whatever you can creatively, proactively in every aspect of our life. Otherwise, we forget. Are you still with me? Number two, being protected. When you and I have the embedded word in our core, in our hearts, in our uh, lifestyle, that kind of embedded word will lead us, will watch over us, will talk to us. Be we are being protected by the word because we walk with the fear of the Lord that God sees, God knows. But this is a beautiful, this is a language of a shepherding, like, you know, leads so with the flock, watch over at night. Talk to the sheep, talk to us. So, so the word of God is, is being personified as a lady, as, as a wisdom, lady wisdom, because it's, it's alive. God's word is alive. God's wisdom is alive, but need to be embedded. That's why it can lead us. That's why it can watch over us. It's like a person, it's like a loving father, watch over, talk with us, have fellowship. If you don't enjoy reading God's words, then there's no, no benefit to you. Don't read God's word because pastor say so, because the BRP every year. If you do not enjoy God's word, you will not enjoy Him as God. 
over your life. Are you still with me? Number three, being on guard. Not just that we have keep the word, that not just that we um, being protected as we know that God's word lead us, watch over us, and then you know uh, uh, shepherd us and 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 give us uh, you know life. But because we need also on our side to be on guard, we need to to have the shield, we need to have the fences, we need to have the boundaries. This is why that God, you know, every home, we should have a door. Whether you lock or unlock, it's, there's a door. It's, it, it's kind of, a, you know, separate between the outside and the inside. There's what happened inside of you. Sometimes your soul being contaminated because you have been spoiled. You have been contaminated, intoxicated because you allow things to come into your mind, into your heart. And therefore, you think and live like the world because the world has entered your mind. And you don't have no protection, no on guard, sensuality. People say, yeah, it's not no problem today, the movie, like that. And then the, the sexual image, the sensuality that comes to your mind. Even today, before, like, in my generation, what, watching, like, FTV, fashion TV. Fashion TV was really almost like, you know, like a, 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 a porn movie. It's just like people today, they can advertise the underwear and beauty. And in the mall and all of that, people think it's normal because beauty... Beauty, people do in the name of the beauty. And they think it's okay, you've been, you've been desensitized to sensuality. And that's why we are the, the, the young girl and the young boy, they will be sexually active beginning of the 18 or even younger as 12 or 13. Because of the brainwash of the society. Young girl under 18, they want to do makeup and eyelashes like, you know, adult woman. Why? Because the marketing telling you, you need to have this, you have to have this, you have to set this. Because before they sell to the adult woman, and now they low down, low down, low down. With too many marketing campaigns like, you know, the, the, the teenager beauty contest. And all the marketing and all the engine I mean, that try to promote and make ladies, com ladies and women become a commodities. For the object of the desire of men. If you are not wake up from that, you're not being a God for lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, you're being antactic and bombarded. Playing with love, think that, you know, I got many, you know, married counsel that, that you know, the wife complained, you know, pastor, my husband texting with a young girl. He said, anything happened yet? No, but the language itself it hurt already. It's flooding. It's lustful. Even though just texting. You think you, you can get away with texting? No, playing with love. You got like a rip, a, a, a fire on the chest and a charcoal on your laps and you go burned. Sexual immorality become common. Everybody say, yeah, no, not a big deal, you know. It's just sexual affair. Today, one marriage, second marriage, third marriage is just normal because we just have accepted reality. It is for that we, though we accept the reality, but as a Christian Christ follower, we should not be like, yeah, you know, uh, people sin, I sin, everybody sin. We don't do that. We just be on God, protect our eye like Job. We made the covenant with our eye, not look at the young girl, the virgin girl lustfully. You're single, you don't look at the other girl that lustfully, but look as a, a sister and daughter of God, sister in Christ. Same, those who are married don't look other woman than your wife and then you will make an innocent compliment. Yeah, you know, that the, the, the other wife is so beautiful and so skinny. And then what your wife thinking? 
right? You, because the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, that really costs a lot of damage to marriages. And all godly relationships. People think can play with love, sensuality, sexual immorality, being on God, put a God, put a fence, a boundary. I learned from practically from this church, the pastor said, you know, the minute I get married, I never go out, even just coffee with another ladies, whether my high school friend or people in the church. It always has to be my with my wife. Even in a public place. People say, yeah, pastor, you're so outdated, you're so hard. Be on yourself. You know, be on God. You can do whatever you want. I'm not here to police your lifestyle. But I'm here to tell you the word of God. Be on God. Are you still with me? Lastly. Um, the outcome. You already read that in the, the Bible, the verse. Wounds, dishonor, disgrace, fury, revenge, rejection. When you and I disregard God's word, not keeping it, not meditate on it, you will have wounds. Someone will step in your back or you step someone in your back, in their back. You will receive dishonor, you and I, disgrace, fury, revenge, rejection. The most common form. Almost, not all, but almost broken marriages or divorce involves the third party, involves sexual immorality that leads to divorce. Nobody wants divorce because they're so you know, faithful to one another. Seriously. Though one case, uh, a, a friend of ours, <laughs> but maybe just as a surface, because they didn't tell us, but I just want to give an example. Like the husband likes to eat this food, and the wife doesn't like to cook that food, and then they complain about their taste and their region, their motherhood, their fatherhood, their, uh, their, 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 their parents' side, their side the, all the fight going on and on, and then they divorce. But I think the, the issue is deeper than that. But of course, they didn't tell, so we don't know. But at, at least the issue when they divorce out of nowhere in the, the Christian couples, and it's just strange, right? Um, but I think behind that is uh, like each other, I mean, from a homerical perspective, each other idolatrize their food. You, you can't just stay with someone if you can eat, not eat this food. Then find yourself a restaurant. You know, you, 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 you don't proactively embed it and work on a marriage. And you think the marriage is just like, have to be the way that you is. You bought the package and you think that's have to be function as you think. Maybe you buy a phone, maybe. You can bring to the shop or the manufacturer, but you cannot bring to the package that God presents you as a gift when you say, I do. And then you complain to God, the package is faulty. God, can you take it back? You know? Or your, uh, your mom and dad, you take it back. I, I don't like the package. Not with marriage. So young, young guys and young girls, do not take it lightly. Say, yeah, you know, I, I just have a desire to get married. Then just fight anyone and just, you know, just six months and one year and then we got married. You will not like the package after one year. Either way. 
and you can't complain to God because that's your decision. You can ask and pray for God that you will work it out. So it requires patience. It requires suffering. It requires a lot of things, but not to break out on the basis of simply just some minor things. It has to be whether it's, it's a sexual adultery case, unrepentant, or life-threatening issue. That's maybe the only ground, biblical ground for divorce. Like someone put a gun in your head and say, you know, every night. Then domestic violence and abuse and sexual adultery. That's we two only two grounds for divorce. Let's just spend a couple of time just to reflect over the word of God. Read the passage again and whatever the Lord touch on your heart, submit to it. Otherwise our heart will get hardened, hardened each time we hear God's word. Let's just spend a couple of minutes. Jesus you gave each of us a free will a freedom of choice but none of us has the freedom of consequences we cannot get away with consequences 
our sin may be forgiven, but the consequences, the consequences of our sin may stay and remain. But Lord, that's why you gave us your son, Jesus Christ. But by your grace and faith in Jesus, that not only be redeemed, being saved from eternal punishment, being spared from the place of the dead hell, but also need to be renewed, rejuvenated, and in the process of sanctification, our heart need to be circumcised, need to be regenerated, need to be shepherded by the Word and the Spirit. That's why you, you also do not live, give us just being a lone ranger, do it by ourselves. You gave us the body, the body of Christ, the local church, where we can be, keep accountable to one another, pray for one another, love one another, support one another, carry burdens for one another, forgive one another as we have received forgiveness. Help us not to be a lonely churchgoer, but a committed disciple of Jesus, connected to the body. Love the Lord, love the body, and want to be transformed by the renewing of the mind to be Christ-like, to be Christ-centered in every aspect of our life. Whether we're keeping your word or we will be disregarding it. We will not consider your word as a piece of advice and take it optional. And the consequences we will reap. Maybe not one day, one month, can be down the road of 10 years. So help us to have the fear of the Lord so that we could begin in the journey of wisdom, wisdom from on high, not earthly wisdom, not being street smart, not to think that we can get away with it. Most people who think that they can get away with it because they don't have no fear of the Lord. Help us to be the kind of people who have the fear of the Lord, whether people see or camera see or anything, we have the fear of the Lord. We don't do it because we have the fear of the Lord, because we love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. And we love our neighbor and ourselves, whether a digital neighbor or an offline neighbor. The reason we love our neighbors so we do not commit adultery or we look at the young woman who is not as our, our future wife or spouse lustfully. The key is lust. The lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. Help us, O oh Lord, to be the godly people by faith. Not because behavior. Don't, we, don't, we don't try to behave like a good Christian, but we need to live like a Christ follower. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.